This is Nine Deeps of Space, and today we are watching Vortex. I am Ben Velding, and this is like my ninth time watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I'm Kit, and this is my first time watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine. You ready? Yep. And three, two, one, engage. So it's just another business as usual opening. Nothing suspicious happening at all. Well, Quark, Quark comes on screen, so... <laughs> Well, now something suspicious <laughs> is happening, yes. I was watching this again, and I'm like, man, Quirk really does have, like, a a really lax no-loitering policy to let Odo hang around here. Probably because probably cause he likes flirting with him, right? I mean, you get that impression, like, especially later. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's one scene especially here where it's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> we'll get to it. But they're doing a lot of charismatic exposition with these two. Yes. Oda's like, I don't trust that new guy. And Oda's like, let me tell you about the Gamma Quadrant. <laughs> Here's his name, sex, and location. <laughs> Everything you need to know about a random person in the mid-90s. <laughs> So. I mean, Cork kind of has a point. <laughs> it's so formal. Mm -hmm. Ooh, who would like that? <laughs> None of we the aliens from about... the Gamma Quadrant, huh? apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you were saying. I was going to say, we, we learn about Crone to make him feel, to understand some of that feeling maybe later. Yeah. But Miradorn, uh, temperamental and poorly dressed. <laughs> I feel like the stylist finished with their clothes and is like, but you have to lumber to make it work. <laughs> side to side, not heel to toe. <laughs> God bless those actors, they do. I like how loud he's yelling yeah. at, at, at Odo, and almost no one's paying attention. They're like, yeah, whatever. They're just flirting. <laughs> They are they are getting pretty pitched, these two. <laughs> I wish I could do a decent Rene Bergeron as Odo impression. <laughs> He'd be like, vacate the premises <laughs> or you'll call the police. <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do, man? I don't know. But that was a front. Maybe I'm right? just being yeah. What's that? That was a front, right? Like him him being all all angry about it. He's just trying to misdirect yeah he's doing a great job like we really appreciate what kind of criminal nice <laughs> um what kind of criminal quirk is i see so. i see now what what happened here i wasn't sure earlier yeah <laughs> the, the camera lingered and like you're like okay cool glasses from space <laughs> they look like the ones in my mom's cabinet <laughs> Thanks, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> hey, a good glass is timeless. You can go on like true. You can go on like restaurant supply uh, websites and just look at all the different kinds of glasses they have. It's kind of amazing. It is nice. It's a sign of being in your thirties. <laughs> I shopped a long time for the glasses at my house. <laughs> I haven't decided which which kinds of glasses I want because 
I like I like the really simple look of glasses, but I'm also very clumsy, yeah. so I'm worried like if they don't have texture on them, will I drop them and break them? Um, because I also yeah. drop and break glasses that do have texture on them. So I get you. I get you. <laughs> so I think always go with the handled mason jars. It's not classy, oh, but it's pretty cool that's safe that's versatile the, yeah that's true hard to load in the dishwasher though i would say true you can't get your hands in them either they're small yeah. maybe your hands my hands are big uh yeah my hands are i i have to buy child-sized gloves for winter so my hands are pretty small yes it sounds like the problem isn't the mason jars it's the washing machine to me from this end mm. so i'm here true but um but yeah i feel like you know i didn't get it at first but, you know, if, if you're thinking about Odo, you don't have to be a Dracula or to have a, uh, or to be Rain Man to figure out the, the number of glasses is different. <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice it, though, like at first. Yeah. I don't think you do. I don't think you necessarily do. Yeah. You're busy looking um, at, they've got the, uh, they've got the big drink, the, wow, I can't, I can't recall the word for the thing that has a drink inside of it tumbler yeah, is that no? maybe bottle Fl bottle oh okay yeah. yeah i like that their grape juice has literal grapes on the oh inside. my gosh it's i didn't like, notice yeah. that <laughs> you're right <laughs> quark of course doesn't bother to count because he's enamored with this um egg uh, faberge egg egg faberge egg thank you so <laughs> I feel like this scene was almost made to legitimize late night television in the 90s. The, your certificate of authenticity is really important, guys. Those Star Trek plates, they're for real. <laughs> no Miradorn's going to be able to steal this from you and resell it. <laughs> but I mean, it's, you know, it's good precautions. Don't, don't buy stolen things. Odo will Especially just come take it from you. <laughs> later yeah um the the it's it's also really convenient as you know we learn cork is setting this whole thing up yes because this deal is supposed to fail yes yes and here we see croden and croden's mannerisms are really strange inside a star trek episode yeah, he's all over the place. Oh, there's Odo. Yeah, Odo's here. Um, he's really loose. He does, I think you mentioned this in the pre-roll, he's got kind of a Mal Reynolds type of feel to him. Mm. He's, he's kind of joking in the middle of what should be a fairly tense situation. Yeah. Odo knocks this guy out. It's great. That looks like it oh, hurt. He lays that guy up. <laughs> that looks like it might yeah. have actually hurt the actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Um, what was... There was some... Yeah, it's good. Oh, go ahead. Hmm? I say Odo comes to the rescue. It's nice. Yep. Doing his job. Yep. I, uh, I can't quite remember the Twitter story of, I think, of one of the actors in Lord of the Rings who was told like during the battle scenes he, if he could avoid hit actually hitting the the extras that would be nice and so he didn't he just yeah. hit all of them oh yeah 
I think that was Jonathan Reese Davis who played uh, Gimli. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. right. Yeah. Uh, the guy's sixty. Let him have his fun. Oh yeah, for sure. So. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm gonna side with Odo here, and maybe I should check myself agreeing with Odo's fascistic tendencies. <laughs> but it's like your brother and you have this empathic bond. Maybe don't do dangerous crimes together. <laughs> Caveat brother or something. I don't know. <laughs> I like that Cisco's like, shut up, Odo. I want to yell at him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like in, uh, what's that, Total Recall movie where he kills Michael Ironside's girlfriend and Michael Ironside takes it personally. I'm like, bro, you were both murder criminals. <laughs> one of you is going to slip up one day. It's not personal. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like you, like, targeted them, specifically. <laughs> like, yeah. no, she was doing a crime. I just, this is, uh, Odo and Quark, just, it's a lot of tension. <laughs> I think we're, we're kind of layering it on, without layering it on too thick. I don't know, what's, what's your take? You mean as far as, um, like, Odo getting really close, or sorry, excuse me, Quark getting really close to Odo? Yeah. Yeah. Um, their interaction in the scene. <laughs> I feel like they're both getting, like, crime and and anti-crime, like, blood's flowing to, to their, their criminal glands here. <laughs> and Rom just comes right in and kills the mood. It's like, we were... It was a subtle dance. It was the flamenco of felonies. Yes. They're both angry. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Look, he ruined the mood. Same time next week? Yeah, same time next week. <laughs> I'm going to kidnap a baby. Yeah. Just... <laughs> but he cuts through all the subtlety for, for those of us in the audience who haven't caught on yet. Yeah. It's helpful. Mm-hmm. shocked scandalized <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know he's very nonchalant yeah he is who is croden who is croden? is he just a great haircut and a terrible jumpsuit <laughs> I guess... Am I being shallow? Should they have padded this more? Is that Would I be less mean to him if, they, if there was more padding here? I don't know. Um, I think you get a good sense of his, his character based on you know, what you hear from him in this episode. I, I suppose I can... Yeah. I suppose the idea is what someone acts like when they have very little left to lose. I can see that. He seems like a person who's more in need than a lot of Star Trek characters we've seen. Yeah. That's true. He he wants something specific. We just we don't know what it is for most of the episodes. Yeah. He has nothing to get it. And this is a way better model than you see in role-playing games. I mean, in role-playing games, you'll have nothing. You'll walk into a town with rags and no skills and be like, I need a quest. And people will give you quests. But like... In reality, you're gonna get shot at by a Mirrodorn. Yeah. You're gonna take the fall for a Ferengi. Yeah. 
I say in reality, it's a space station <laughs> on the edge of a wormhole filled with a goo man. Yeah. yeah, in more realistic uh, is how how this plays out for sure. Yeah. When you are thrown into a life of crime suddenly. I love this show. I love the politics of this show, but these little scenes. The West Wing, it's not. <laughs> so, I like Kira, Kira puts fire into the scene. She she has some kind of focus here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's, yeah. And she's got a point. Yeah, she does. She, she kind of gets us moving in some kind of direction. Yeah. She has an opinion. She's not standing here in a a black jumpsuit going, eh, what about policy? Policy, 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 good <laughs> policy. Like, Diplomacy. Right. Yeah. She makes a good federation, I mean, or she makes a good um, foil, not just for Cisco, but for all of the federation, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She feels like someone who has skin in the game. She doesn't even have skin in the game here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... Someone who murdered a man is on her station, so. Yeah. I don't. I don't think she's got real harsh judgments on murderers, but yeah, maybe. She, she doesn't like him. That's for sure. Yeah. So. He's too carefree. She met him late within <laughs> like th- thirty seconds. She's like, "Oh God, I hate this guy." Yeah. Where's his tension? Where are his scars? <laughs> How am I going to relate to this? <laughs> I, I love that hey. Morn keeps coming back. I love that. He's great. He's a great character. I think this is where we actually get his name. Oh, yeah, possibly. You know, I'm not I'm not going to say that I ship it, but they do end up whispering in dark rooms to each other <laughs> a lot. Just like... <laughs> of course, it might help if Quark could ever give a honest answer. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, how dare you impugn my charity? I'm like, your people are culturally disincentivized to charity. <laughs> how dare you say things that are true? <laughs> like the 112th rule of acquisition is that all charity should have odious motives. That's just a thing. <laughs> it's part of the people say. <laughs> so. Yeah. But the. The, the complex knot that Quark has woven himself into, uh, like it's it seems like a thing Quark would do, and it drives a lot of our plot, makes a lot of our plot work. Yeah. Just getting involved in... Oh, that's right. Because Oda's actually looking for information on changelings. Yes. A key component to fascism is how it is ultimately self-serving. Yes. I'm sorry, guys. If you were thinking, oh, this is the episode where Odo shows compassion for another living human. They're not going to crack fascism jokes. Nobody. That's not how it works. (laughs) So. All of of Odo's, like, breaking of his own rules in this episode is exactly because it serves him to do so. Yes. Although some of it is just arranged by the writers, right? Because he doesn't doesn't actually decide to, um, to break the rules and... Um, not take Croden to his home planet. Something something actually prevents that. Yes, yes, there is. 
it's it's pretty well constructed that lets Odo kind of ride the line. Yeah. They give him the um, dilemma, but he doesn't actually have to make a choice. No, no, no not up until the end. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. And that's kind of what makes this episode work. But Yeah. By the way, if someone you've like just met um, who is also in jail says we have a lot in common. Just just leave. Just leave. They don't have anything <laughs> good to say. They're just trying to bullshit you. Yeah. I mean, I know Star Trek didn't create this or anything, yeah. but the use of force fields to have the bad guy under the glass speech try to do mental mind tricks with the, the you know, the main character. Yeah. yeah. They, they did a lot of work on it. They didn't make it, <laughs> but they put in a lot of man hours perfecting it. So... It's, uh, it was probably Science of the Lambs that did that first, huh? Possibly, or or at least popularized it. Yeah. I'm sorry if I misled yeah. you, says the dude who definitely did that on purpose. <laughs> and is doing it now. Yes. He's going to keep doing yes. it. <laughs> so. But he really needs to, like, undermine Odo's tendency to call him a liar. Yes. To... Not not become credible, but to undermine the credibility of calling him a liar. Yes. No, oh, I I have to show. <laughs> In some ways, I mean, yeah. the the scam is so obvious, and I wonder if that's because right. Um. Sorry. Um. If if basically there's there's one layer you're supposed to see through, so that you don't see through the layers below it, right? Yeah. But he just, he keeps pulling up this one ounce of credibility. Yes. And here it is. Just, yeah. Well, right before you write him off, he always has a little something. So he's, he's an interesting character, this interplay is. Yes. Interesting. Purple goo. Very convincing purple goo. Yeah. Um, it's a good mix of, um, of telling us things about the Gamma Quadrant and Changelings and not telling us things about the Gamma Quadrant and the Changelings. Yes. We get very, very so. little information out of this. Also, you'd, yeah. you'd think they would have, I, I, I don't know, it seems a little insecure to have to turn off the entire force field just to hand something to a prisoner. Like, how do they feed them? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I th I think there's like a replicator slot in there. Oh, that maybe there's sense. not. Yeah. There, there isn't the, the TNG one. Oh, okay. I don't know, because because just earlier he said feed me and you'll find out. So maybe there's not one in there. Yeah, because he would be able to feed himself, unless he doesn't. Or maybe know. Odo's like. What's that? Unless he doesn't know what a re replicator is, but yeah, they would have just yeah, said that. Idea. So. Yeah. Oof! These guys are jerks. <laughs> I love how every single alien is just super unreasonable. Just everyone. <laughs> these guys are at the top of the charts, though. Are they? Yeah, these are the most belligerent, insane aliens, short of... Gosh, even Cleons and, and Cardassians have some nuance to them. Yeah. These guys are just jerks. A lawful jerk face. The Borg are at least like, we are the Borg. We're going to assimilate your biological and technological distinctiveness. <laughs> you fought, you track us so far. Okay. All right. Are you going to, okay. That's futile. That is futile. Sorry. 
This guy's just like, gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> we would like to execute people. I really thought the Federation had a rule about giving people over if they were going to be executed, but I guess not. Well, he doesn't, so he doesn't say it explicitly, and maybe there's there's overriding um, <clears throat> factors, right? Like, because this is a new, spe this is first contact, right? Yeah. So he probably has some leeway in that in that sense because they don't want to start a war accidentally. No. But even Dax no. is like, mm, judging you. I'm judging silently, but I'm judging you. Yeah, which is fair. Like, look, man, can't you guys just have a veneer of respectability? We will turn over a thousand people for you to kill if you're just not douchebags about <laughs> it. Come on. But the key is legit. The thing that Croden gave him is like legit changeling juice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zero percent filler. All natural. Goose stone. Yeah. <laughs> so. I do like that Odo understands. Yeah. He understands that Croden is, is not a reliable source of anything at all. Ever. Yeah. Not at all. And it's also interesting that Odo's never like, hey, is he? I don't, I don't think he ever says, hey, he can actually show me where I'm from. Is there any chance we could, like, work release <laughs> together? Um, Something? Yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't consult with anyone. No. Which, I mean, the answer was going to be no anyway. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think on some level he he feels that he is kind of the highest authority, right? Yeah. He, Carter doesn't seem like he would take no well. Yeah. So he just doesn't ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have to commit his negotiation skills. Yes. Uh, it takes a lot of people to take nightclub negging and a, you know, in, apply it to prisoner interrogation. <laughs> like I have nothing but contempt for you. You're dirt. I hate you. You're a criminal. So what you got on the stone? <laughs> oh, no, I think that's the wrong one. It's the wrong book. It's, it's the wrong YouTube video. I think you want charisma on command, not showed on command. No, it still works. It still works. Okay. <laughs> Although it feels more like Crodon is playing Odo here. Because he is. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got a long lever. He's got a little bit of a little bit of grip, but he's he's leveraging as much as he can. Yeah. I, and I guess this is and one of the reasons Odo doesn't ask anyone, right? Because he he assumed that Grodin was going to be a, a, around for a while. Yeah, he thought he had some uh, some arraignment time and stuff. Yeah. So. The Mirrodorn have like a surprising amount of leeway here, given that he stated <laughs> multiple times outright, "I'm going to kill this man." Yeah, like just disable his ship. Why? Why does he get to still have his ship functioning? <laughs> Look, they can't just assume from his stated intent to commit murder <laughs> that he's gonna tr is his probable activities as a as a raider. <laughs> Which Odo obviously suspects his position, his 
possession of stolen merchandise linked to an assault which happened a couple days ago. You can't just hold the guy for that. <laughs> Maybe they don't have the right, the right extradition contracts with with their society, so they they can't do much. <laughs> Maybe the ship was in his brother's name. He's like, well, <laughs> what's he gonna do? It's a technicality. So. I like the idea that Croden and Odin, Croden and Odo walked all the way to the runabout, not saying anything, so that when they sat down, <laughs> Croden was like, "Yeah, so we're we're going to the asteroid belt, right?" It's like now. What happened is, <laughs> is that they kicked off a conversation completely by accident on stylistic choices with fascistic regimes, <laughs> which they both had many opinions about. They got they got distracted. Okay, I like that. I like that headcanon. Core competencies for each. They get to the runabout, and Crow's like, "Oh wait, are we leaving? <laughs> Where are we going?" It's like speaking of fascist regimes. <laughs> um, I like the the trick they did with the runabout. That was clever. Yeah, they did it clever. Yeah. Again, they have a huge space station with guns and stuff. <laughs> But it's good that they're doing all this clever stuff. So. They just wanted a chance to be creative. Yeah, and that's good. That's good. You know, as as things change in the series, there are fewer options to do these subtle little sneaky things. So I appreciate the opportunities we're getting now. Yes. So. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is a good comeback. <laughs> Oda is an introvert. You know? Even Cronin's like, oh yeah, that was good. It's good burn. Yeah. <laughs> so. But no, seriously, put a and, piece of duct tape over his mouth. Yeah. And Cronin's like, but haha, <laughs> first amendments. <laughs> and Odo's like, I am not the guy to go to on this. <laughs> but, I mean, we we sympathize with Cronin a little bit. We feel like that. I feel like this is true. Am I a sucker? I think I think they absolutely killed his family. I'm not sure he doesn't know why. Uh, yeah. But it probably it, it's it's unlikely that he did something that actually warranted that in in our standards. No. Well, yeah, your standards, yours and mine. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the standards for having the state execute people are uh, pretty low these uh, days. So yeah. Uh... But. Yay, let's have fun on podcast. <laughs> but, uh, my bad. Um, no, it's fine. I will say this. I, I did. Nope. Yeah. This speech, like, it goes from I'm a sympathetic victim to I'm a serial killer real fast. Like, I. Sometimes you slaughter <laughs> shock troops like they're pigs. <laughs> I, I think I, I think they were going for, like, a, a trauma sort of thing. Like, he just yeah. gets lost in the details. My my first reaction was like, "Oh wow, you just got really creepy." Okay, cool. Uh, neat. Yeah, this dude's like a I don't know pineapple and celery smoothie. I just can't I can't parse him. <laughs> He's got different flavors that don't complement each other. I do like I didn't know I bother you, and Odo just looks at him. Um, I think in many ways he's he's created as like. A foil for Odo, right? Which yeah. might strike a little weird because Quark is already a foil for Odo, but he 
Cronin's just a completely different kind of foil. And a good one. And a good one. Um, but I just, I just, I, I feel like we know everything about Croden, but I still don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I can't connect with him. Yeah. I just can't. He, uh, I think he needs therapy. Hmm. He probably needs a lot of therapy. He's not really Second going to a place therapy. where that that's going to be available but <laughs> no therapy is not Vulcan's strong suit <laughs> I have to wonder Speaking why uh, why Quark is able to keep around these like magic pixie sticks of hacking they're optical data bullshit <laughs> <laughs> they, do, they do some hacking do Speaking of suits, though, I think the Ferengi are pretty well dressed. They are. It's very true. It's very colorful. It's. Yeah. Like it, it suits their their build. Yes. And it's kind of colorful, and it's still Business. detailed without being too gaudy. Yes. Their jackets it are very real. short. That's the only yeah. the only criticism is his jacket is so short. Uh it's fair. I, I again. I think it. I think it complements them. Yes, I think it works. Their bodies go. Yeah. yeah. But I like how Rom's like acting directions were just like cower next to a wall for five minutes. <laughs> hey, Max Grodenchek nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives us like the straight up, um like mean Ferengi version of what happens and Quark doesn't seem at peace with that yeah so this doesn't end too well for these guys and Quark doesn't seem as happy as yeah he's because Rom's really happy and he's like yeah leave yeah Go. Odo's gonna die and Quark is like shut up get the fuck out of yeah, here yeah exactly like, oh, Quark should be happier about Odo dying. Why is he not? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I know it's important for the plot. They're, they're, it's really just because of the plot. But why did they get to do Like, why are they able to do this? <laughs> they're, they're giving them so many tickets right now, you don't even know. And Mirrodin's going to have no points left on his license. <laughs> It's so goofy. He's going to come right back through. Bam. Boop. <laughs> they just fly one out there with the running belt. <laughs> <laughs> just put a little boot on the far side of the wormhole and just be like, bam. Gotcha. So. But yeah, no, it's like, how do you, how do you undock and then leave the station without, like, you could ask the Bajorans, you'd be like, hey, Bajorans, um, so there's a guy in your space, and he's going to do a crime, uh, do you guys have a ship, like one, <laughs> one ship, just pointed at this guy? <laughs> oh, it's patrolling the entire Cardassian border, okay, well, let me know if it does that too well. <laughs> You can bring it back here and do some policing. 
They'll call the Enterprise. The Enterprise will be like, ah, we got an emergency distress call from Bajor. <laughs> I, uh, I like how the computer buried the lead there for no reason. <laughs> so much. It's like, we are going to see other episodes where Kira gets on the, the console here and she's she's just an ace at it. And Odo's like, I mean, these things drive themselves, right? <laughs> they should, though. Siri. <laughs> Siri, do suggested route. <laughs> Siri, what's shooting us? <laughs> He's just really bad at it, is what I'm saying. He is. Yeah. I guess we're lucky that he can uh, pilot it all. Yeah, I just... I feel like if someone's that bad at runabouts and you think someone's going to try to murder them while they're in the runabout, you'd send a person with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like Dax or like a security lieutenant. Yeah. Or a monkey who has really good 3D <laughs> spatial orientation. <laughs> but then this wouldn't happen, right? But then this wouldn't happen. It's true. And then the writers couldn't force Odo into doing the thing he wants to do, but... Uh, I think he genuinely was not going to, right? Like, he, he was like, I don't have the liberty no. to, to do this. So, no, we're going to the planet. He would have choked on his own sense of duty. Yeah. And done it. Points? I feel like this situation's gotten fucked up enough. I can't judge Odo at the moment. Yeah. It's not his fault that he's not a good pilot. <laughs> I feel like somebody tried to play a prank on him where it's like, hey, Odo, this says you have A-class runabout quals. That's amazing. <laughs> and like they throw a party for him just to embarrass him. And they thought at some point Odo would like give up the gig and be like, that can't be mine. And like he doesn't because he's too embarrassed. <laughs> That's and they're like, OK, our, we got to turn those off. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, shit. Am I in a video game now? What the hell? Get distracted. Yes. He's <laughs> just looking around, confused. <laughs> it's very pretty, so so I understand. Yeah. Purple clouds and stuff. Yeah, so there's a lot happening. Runabout on a planet set with rocks. Yeah, is this the time. same set as like the cave? Yeah. Is there one so, cave set? Yeah, they have one cave set. <laughs> they will use this set for seven seasons. <laughs> you see that a lot. So, yeah, the Crash Runabout. I think we stopped seeing Crash Runabouts about season three or four. But. Uh, I, I do appreciate that Odo's immediately like, no, there's no one here. Yeah. Poor Odo. So. I feel bad for him. Yeah. Also, Croden, please don't validate his fasci fascism by giving up information as soon as he's, the physical abuse starts. <laughs> Just he's not make him say please. We're, <laughs> we're trying to change. We're trying to train our change. Okay. <laughs> he's not. A, he's not a hardened criminal. So he's not good at this. Yeah. Not like Quark. Yeah. <laughs> true. And and they're both in a pretty bad headspace right now. Yes. So. 
Oh, he doesn't know where he stands with his people. This dude doesn't know where he stands with his daughter. Yes. And he got Mirdorn trying to kill them both. So. There we go. I jumped ahead a little bit there. It's fine. He's a good guy after all. Sort of. Yay. Sort of. (laughs) He has family that he cares about. (laughs) (laughs) We're really morally ambiguous here. But he uses the changeling, little changeling as a lock. Yes. Which is interesting. Yes. Uh, Kind of implies that it's pre-programmed, right? Yeah. Also implies... Well, he said that they use it a lot, so I guess they can just make it. Good morning, small child. Yeah. Welcome to this quagmire of feelings. (laughs) So... Yeah, using a changeling as a key is an interesting idea. Yeah. It's, it's a combination lock, but I guess the combination is the key. I guess it, it might be it might be kind of like leather. Wait, that sounds really dark. <laughs> yeah, that was also my thought, though, where <laughs> okay. it's like, wait, you guys have, like, mini changelings? <laughs> is there, like, an entire changeling ecosystem of, like, human-sized changelings that are sentient and then smaller changelings which are not yeah maybe or maybe there's a planet of goo or maybe like this quadrant of the galaxy just has changeling type life forms the same way that you know our quadrant has humanoids yeah oh yeah that's a good idea yeah there's just a bunch of different ones so we don't really know too much about uh changelings by the time we're done here which is fine Ow. Thanks for stopping in the cave. <laughs> and then getting knocked out, even though I'm sure you have a neurochemistry that makes that impossible. <laughs> but yeah. He has a bucket. <laughs> my, 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 my impression is that when he, when he gets knocked out, he becomes goo. Yeah, because he but, sleeps as, as a goo. Yeah. Maybe he's only a little knocked out. Yeah. Maybe changelings can do that. Perhaps. He's just like, he got hit really hard, now he's in nap mode. <laughs> yeah, there's different states of con- unconsciousness, right? So maybe it's like that. Yeah. And he's a changeling. He could have states of consciousness that aren't analogous to anything we know. Yeah. So. So I like that they had that moment where Croden seriously was going to leave him behind and then remembered his daughter was right there. It's like, oh, yeah. right. <laughs> right. Who is this guy? <laughs> What's his angle? His angle is not being a horrible person in front of the only person he cares about, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. If I'm sorry, I'm so I'm still trying to get over the thought of like the rocks knocked Odo into a state analogous to whiskey dick. I'm just like <laughs> you're mostly doing your stuff, but not a hundred percent. Everything's you're ambulatory, but like. A few specialized functions <laughs> you cannot perform. <laughs> All right, we're gonna do that. We get we get a lot of maneuvers in Deep Space Nine that are real underdog plays. Maybe that's that's what there is to like about this show. That's very true. Although, yeah, it would have been nice if Odo had asked how big the explosion would be. 
before he just decides a completely risky, a super risky strategy based on being able to escape the explosion. Yeah. It's like, I, this nebula is stolen from Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. I, I swear to God that backlight is as well. Um, just a reused effect. I like purple though, so it's fine. Yeah, it's good. It's nice to look at. Yeah. So it's visually arresting, isn't just they're not just in space. So yeah. Do you think Odo's bluffing here? I think Odo wants everyone to live, but uh, he doesn't figure this guy's gonna do that. Well, I mean, bluffing about having weapons on board. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, okay. So it's a runabout. It doesn't have anything. It's got a little bit, you know, but not a lot. Not not something for a full size ship. He's so. got a pew pew gun. <laughs> yeah. And then we get a cool purple explosion. Yeah. Every she is two feet back. There. <laughs> yeah, like everybody, this one literally one person. <laughs> yeah, he's very. Other doesn't know about children. He's like, are there three of them in there? <laughs> it's not his. Whatever. So maybe in an earlier version of the script, there were two of them. Maybe, maybe. So. And. Here's like the this is the other also like the other good guy thing is he's willing to go back, right? He seems to have accepted his fate and just wants his daughter to be okay. You know, maybe he doesn't want Odo to own his ass in front of his own daughter. <laughs> he's like, Yeah. Odo would like an excuse to hit me still. <laughs> but uh <laughs> maybe I shouldn't give him one ends the same way but we uh, have deus ex falcon out here so we do it's a good planet <laughs> it is it's a good time so i like the vulcans i like how they uh hmm? i like the vulcans in, in ds9 they look cool yeah I, I, I like the style of ds of vulcans here where they have really buttoned up style and some vulcan squiggles on her shirt and the little idics in the background repeatedly. Mm -hmm. That's like if every time Captain Picard went on the con, there were like little earths behind him. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> we get it. She's a Vulcan. She's a Vulcan. And she's very credulous, yeah. but that works. That that 100% works. Yeah. And this is this was a cool moment, right? The, the play, the comeback there. Yeah. <laughs> You kind of reach a uh, the the thing about lying being contagious. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, Odo does a good thing, and he doesn't get anything out of it, despite all my talk earlier. Yes. He just, um, I guess he knew their planet were jerks, from what he was told. He took him on his fate. Took him on his word. <laughs> He's like, oh man, they're they're too fascist even for me. <laughs> I just beat people up. I don't like murder their entire families. Yeah. My limits are personal and arbitrary, but I believe in them. 
anyone outside of them can suck <laughs> my limits. Yes. Uh, but I can understand Odo doing this because, like, imagine the, the alternative, right? The alternative is, is sending someone's father to a planet that will just murder them. <laughs> just, like, awkwardly sitting there while they, like, cry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Steven Universe? <laughs> <laughs> Do they have flotter in the Gamma Quadrant? <laughs> Kids in my quadrant love flotter. <laughs> no. There's not even any TVs on the runabout. They're all <laughs> there's no internet access or anything like that. No. Do you like no. card games? <laughs> Look, stand on the transporter pad. You'll rematerialize when we're in the Alpha Quadrant. It's fine. <laughs> Don't let Oda look after your children, please. <laughs> There's so many reasons. He will, he will put them in a transporter buffer. <laughs> so. So yeah, good episode. Anyway, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Um, yeah, I thought it was okay. Not memorable. I feel like, I feel like Croden doesn't quite get us where he need to be, but yeah. That's fair. It's, it's okay. He's yeah, like I said before, his his mannerisms feel very out of place in the Star Trek universe. Um, it, it feels like there he's a you know minor character from Firefly that just got transported there by accident. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know like he's he's like needy and he's kind of sleazy, and I feel like Star Trek doesn't do either of those things very well. Yeah, yeah. So kind of cuts against the grain. Yeah, for sure. But. Next week, we are going to watch Battle Lines. I'm sure the Netflix seller card is incredibly unilluminating for that. Uh, Kai Opaka, Bejor's spiritual leader, pays a surprise visit to the station. Yeah, that's fair, actually. Yeah. Until next time, you exist here.